0: Yo, what is up, everybody? It's Thursday, December 8th <clears throat> I gotta clear my throat because I got in last night from hanging out with a bunch of dealers. But we got dealer sentiment, Carvana, Apple encryption, Lego to talk about today.
1: How's this, that for a the mix? Really all over. Who I <laughs> and who I be, they stop and, and somehow it all gets back to auto. To repeat, and, you know,
0: know. <laughs> doesn't everything get back to auto though? You know, really? really?
1: I'll take. You. You. I'll. I'll take. You. I think
0: you and I could tie just about everything back to auto. In one way, shape, or form. Not everything, but just about everything.
1: Yeah, maybe not like Ukraine and Russia. I mean, we probably Are could. you kidding, kidding me? We, we tied, tied like that back to Ottawa. Okay, okay, okay. Fine. Fine.
0: We literally tied that back to Ottawa. There, there you go. Oh, man. My flight got in so late last night. I hate taking the last flight of the day anywhere. Because, you know, like the domino effects happen and that last flight oh, is always oh, yeah. the one that's going to be late. But it was super cool. I got to spend
1: especially in the northeast. You're done. I mean, it's <laughs> I so... was like, man, he always gets. I told my wife last night. I was like, he always gets delayed on his late flights. And she was like, yeah, uh, North... oh, Syracuse.
0: <laughs> it's, it has, actually, it has to do with Savannah, Georgia is why the flight was delayed.
1: Is it really? Uh,
0: yeah. The flight got delayed in Georgia, which is why it was late to Newark. You know, coming. To... it's so strangely well, like not the Northeast right now, it's like fifty
1: degrees, and like it's just a weird time Dude, around. Talk here. about the weather! I'm gonna have to mow my lawn again next week. It's been sixty degrees and oh, rainy all week. My that's grass a has got another two inches on. It's unbelievable. See, the nice yeah. thing about
0: the Northeast is, like, at some point, the snow just covers it, flattens it all, and it's like even if you didn't get that last mowing, like, you don't really care about it until the spring's right. Yeah,
1: we don't get that. We don't get that. Spring's well, coming in February. Welcome to it. Yeah. Know?
0: Right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I was I was able to spend the some time on the ground yesterday with uh one of the regions, the West region of Sioka dealerships, which is now 40 stores. And they had this um it was like a fixed ops celebration at dinner. They do it once a quarter. They used to try to do it all together, but now they're kind of spread out too far to make it plausible to have everybody come in at the end of the day. Right. Um and you know fixed ops isn't ha- like a breakfast. That's a sales thing. Can you imagine getting
1: the fixed ops department are, together at like 730 doing turn wrenches, right? Yeah, there'd yeah.
0: be a there'd be mass hysteria at the door. People like, yo, where are you at? So but it was really interesting because they they gave away about the cumulative. There's probably like 150 people there, maybe 150 to 200. And they gave away about thirty five to forty thousand dollars worth of awards wow. and prizes based on cool. like top performers with ROs. But they had not they had techs, advisors, BDC. Ah, uh, they had the recruiting team there. Like they I really did. That. They love they wrapped their that. arms around the whole thing. It was really amazing to watch and a really interesting dynamic in an area when dealers are all consolidating. Right, there's a lot of acquisition going on. Like two thirds of that room were kind of newly acquired stores, and so like that surprised that's
1: interesting, me. Interesting. <laughs> that's an interesting feeling because like when you're acquiring that fast, just like assuming the culture and then also bringing in that new culture feel is a that's a, that's a powerful thing. It's a, and it's a hard thing to do. Well, sure.
0: especially in fixed ops. I don't know how much time you spend around fixed ops folks. Yeah. And I know it's been a lot, but they tend to be the more skeptical type. <laughs> right.
1: And like, who's, yeah. Who's around so the corner.
0: There's a lot of the crossed arms, like leaning back, like, <laughs> show me, don't tell me. Right. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so like, brutal. so it was really interesting getting to, to, to speak to that crowd. And like, I didn't know that was the case going in. And the moment I realized it was like mid talk. When I was like, you know, I was talking about Mr. Sioka and how how odd it is to have like someone who is so in the dirt on a group this size. And, you know, during COVID, he called every single one of his employees, every single one to see if they were okay, to see if they needed anything. I'm like, raise your hand if you got a call from Mr. C, right? I'm like like 20% 20 of the room went up and I was like, well, Either you don't want to raise your hand or he lied to me, I said. Nah. And, that, and that's what I realized that that's what the dynamic was. There's all was. new people, right? Yeah. The cool part is, is that when you see these great groups, like acquiring, like these other stores, you know, like they're about to find out how good it's been for them and how good it's going to be for their future. So, um, you know, yeah. we've got some interviews we're going to share with you. I think I interviewed our first ever parts director on a Sodu content. I can't yep. think of another one, so uh, we're going to bring that to you, and it was just, Love you know, it. when we can be in the dirt, you were in the dirt the day before, I was in the dirt yesterday, we got a lot of new content coming to you today, all right, enough of like the little sum of, uh, you know, why we're doing what we we got, we're
1: doing We got to get into some stuff, <laughs> Let's get we got to get into stuff. some stuff.
0: All right, all right, all right, you're in extravaganza, coming up, coming in real hot, less than two weeks away, uh, December 20th, mark your calendar. Uh, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern time. We're doing a Jimmy Fallon style live stream, live studio audience, live guests. Uh, we're going to talk about 2022, uh, look ahead to 2023, have some giveaways. So make sure that you go to a so uh, click on the links, follow the event on LinkedIn, whatever you want to be eligible for the giveaways. Because, you know, amongst other things, there's a PS5 sitting right to my left here that we will be giving away and we'll get it to you in time for Christmas. Uh, maybe we'll even wrap it. So. Whew. It's a good good Gotta stuff. Quick. All right, let's go. talk about some news in automotive. Uh, it's kind of the yeah, big story it. today. The quarterly Cox Automotive Dealer Sentiment Survey of a 1,000 franchise and independent dealers. It's about like 600 franchise, 400 independents. Um, communicates a few things. Number one, profits remaining strong. Uh, however, concerns and sentiment are definitely changing uh, specifically over interest rates and the overall economy. We've been talking about those two things for a long time, but now it's kind of getting to a point where it seems like Sentiment is starting to be affected by it. Um, Since mid-2021, lack of inventory had been the top concern on the list. And now it is no longer the top concern, which makes sense. It's like number three.
1: Um, (laughs) Everybody's like, okay, hold on, hold on. Remember the whole thing where we were like concerned over lack of inventory? Press that back a minute.
0: Right? So uh, affordability is still, we've talked about affordability all year. But it's coming back to the forefront uh, with, with a lot of momentum. I um, mean, you know, new, new vehicle prices are holding, but, you know, incentives, pressure to incentivize are rising, needs for sales, responsiveness is growing. This is a conversation I had a lot yesterday, and we've been having a lot with dealers. Um, yeah. You know, like, oh, we're going to have to sell cars again
1: yeah when when, when things like when when cars like rogues have have incentives when people have a hundred new cars sitting on the lot again and multiple cars in multiple different areas uh it's not every dealer but i think that we're seeing more and more dealers especially on the american-made cars have inventory on ground and it's just the idea of like hey look we've got to do the work again uh you know earl stewart was um is is kind of working on Uh, expanding training uh, sessions for sales staff because they're recognizing, hey, a lot of the salespeople have either only been in during this inventory shortage or have kind of become order takers by nature of the way the business has gone. And not that salespeople have done anything wrong or bad. It's just the way the nature of the business has gone. And so it's just a refocus on the intention of, you know, being product professionals, understanding moving someone through the, through the road to the purchase. You know, all of those things are things that people are looking at over these next 90 days and really taking a focus to make sure that they're dialed in and processes and understanding their inventory and understanding what they have to do for pricing. It's just like, you know, we were, we were talking yesterday just about how even marketing and the intention on marketing and understanding agent inventory is just shifting with everyone that we're talking to. Um, and this, this study kind of shows that a lot more dealers are are thinking about that.
0: Yeah. Without a doubt. I mean, how many times have we heard that just it? I don't know. Have you ever like played basketball after not playing basketball for a really long time? Yeah, it's real bad. Right. It's like, muscle yeah, that, that dribble is rough, man. <laughs> it is rough. You're like bouncing it off your foot and it kicks out about, you know, all the all the things. Yes. And some some dealers, you know, we've talked to have been like, you know, I have salespeople that just never had to sell a car, right? They've only yep. existed as a salesperson in the environment where it's like, hey, if you don't buy it, I have three more people that are going to buy it. And they're just relieved when they call that the car's still there. So they're like, put my name on it. Here's the deposit. So the the, the winds are definitely shifting and, and what the sentiment is amongst Uh, the savvy dealers is they know that leaning in and being savvy operators in these times are the ones that are going to gain the market share. So um, challenging times dealers think challenging times ahead, but uh, I think, I think we're a little bit used to challenging times.
1: Speaking of challenging times. Yeah. uh, Yeah. I hesitated in putting this story in because I don't want to just be like, you know, tossing stones. Or pile on like the that. rabbit, right? Right, pile on all. the rabbit. And, and I think we can kind of talk about this well in a way that serves industry and serves, uh, the, the, the the point of the story, but Carvana stock price, if you haven't heard is completely reeling after a pact made from a few of their lead investment firms that hold about $4 billion of their debt. Uh, what they've essentially done is created a pact to only negotiate any level of, um, restructuring of their debt, uh, for the next 90 days with each other so they're not individually operating with Carvana and trying to restructure the debt and jockey for position and repayment or anything like yeah, that. That would be bad. Um uh, yesterday, the stock uh, price closed at under four dollars for the first time, and the uh, and there are multiple sources that have uh, put their target price at a dollar at this point, um, which would essentially put them in uh, a liquidity issue and almost forced to bankruptcy or complete restructuring or ac- acquisition of new debt. So. Uh, that's kind of the story as the way it goes and the industry's looking at it in a few different ways. There are some kind of going "I told you so, which is, I don't think the best way to look at it. (laughs) Right. Um, just from that, that's my opinionated piece of, of this news this morning. Um, but, uh, what, what we do know is that this is going to have an impact on the auto industry and Carvana, Carvana has had an impact on the way the auto industry has been operating over the last couple of years. So it's important to continue to pay attention to this story and the way that consumers perceive it as well as the used car market.
0: You know, there's – when when thinking about it, or, you know, I would encourage you to, like along with Kyle's lines, like when, you, when you're commentating on this on LinkedIn, talking to one another – I would encourage you to just think of like how is what I'm saying and how I'm handling the situation actually serving us to move forward, right? Because aha, look what happened, doesn't do that. It actually, it actually kind of leaves us thinking in. A different mind, like in a different mindset. I saw one LinkedIn post. I was just working to pull it up here uh, while you we were talking about that. Um, ben Benjamin Jeffries of the Holman Auto Group said, "You know, many dealers are rejoicing today as rumors of Carvana's imminent bankruptcy swirl through showrooms across the country." Says, and while I too see a new market opportunity for our dealer group, that's in a good position. Um, there you go. You know, and and a little bit enjoy seeing someone who took cheap shots you know, go down, he says, I think it's worth taking a minute to remember the reasons Carvana was able to do well for so long. And he talks about the customer experience and like a lot of people enjoyed that experience and think of all the things that it showed us about what people want and even got us to the point where how we do things today. So, um, yeah, like
1: how many people in the auto industry is, have said, I want my I want my website to look like more, more like Carvana. We need to be thinking about online deliveries. We need to be thinking about a delivery network. We need to have a, I mean, like have a trade in process through. that actually is very Our, fast and efficient, uh, a fast trade process. Our industry has been affected and, I believe for the good based Absolutely. on what Carvana has done. Now, uh, I saw also a LinkedIn post and, and and then had a couple conversations with people that are saying, hey, look, if they are forced to liquidate their current assets, meaning their vehicles, in order to repay some of their debt, um, it will have a massive impact on an already Overall market used car uh, a wholesale market oh so gosh, yeah. just something to look out for uh, you know even though you might be able to acquire some vehicles for for an inexpensive cost because of the liquidation of inventory from from a company like carvana Watch how the used car market may shift. Uh, We already saw the market was down 14.6% in in wholesale based on the Mannheim uh, index last month. Um, So this could have another shift toward that over the next 90 days. And we could see a used car market that it looks completely different going into the spring. So just something to be eyeing that it's not just the impact because of their wide scale and their their broad reaching uh, kind of inventory holdings. It could have a larger impact on the on the used car industry as a whole. There you go.
0: I, I wish I had a segue here because this is just no, a... a no, I don't have a segue, so I'm just gonna go stop. No.
1: There you go. No. Right, the next segue... <laughs> let's just say this. We got a couple fun ones to end the day. We've kind of been we've we've been. The last all over one's the fun. The next about. one it could yeah. be
0: terrifying, depending <laughs> on how you are with passwords. End-to-end <laughs> encryption is coming to Apple's iCloud backup for their device suite, meaning. That the user will be responsible for data recovery, not the company. So my mother-in-law, I just have to tell her, don't bother encryption. Just take the hack. <laughs> because, right. Well, because basically it's going to be much more like it is in crypto where you have the key, the password, the pra- the passphrase, whatever, whatever it's going to be. So that yeah. if you lose that, you lose your data. And what that does is makes, is makes it super secure. Because there is no recovery other than your responsibility to keep that thing safe. So some people are like, yes, finally, my data will be safe. And a lot so of people are there are three like,
1: modes of recovery just as a note. Oh, are so there? You can utilize- Oh, like what are they? Close, yeah. So um, I, I can't remember the third one, but the other one that a lot of people will be using is uh, kind of like a close contact. So if you have a spouse or a family member or, or a really good friend, you can actually, if they have an iPhone as well- uh, you can put them as a backup recovery code assistant. Gotcha. Um, so they would be able to the, to, to verify like that you vector. are you yes. and all that stuff. Exactly. So, you know, really, really what it does is, is is it takes the onus. Now it's not required. It's something that any user would have to turn on. Um, but with, I mean, shoot, our family utilizes iCloud for the majority of everything, you know, that that is on our app, Apple yeah, devices. Us too. And and when and when you think about that, like. The amount of storage, even over, especially over the next five years, as our kids start to get into like having devices and things like that. Just let me just tell you, it's going to get ridiculous. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's, it's absolutely wild how much data is going to get stored uh, in the cloud and being able to have that, that, that kind of data locked down, um, I I think is a really smart thing. And, and, you know, it's a 28 key encryption code. And so, um, you know, Hey, it's just the way that when when you're operating with data at that type of scale on a personal level, smart to have. I say that. Speaking of smart to have. Stop. Segway. Time.
0: Hey, so this next story, Isaac, are you in the room still? Isaac's producing the show. Isaac, bring yourself on screen for a second. Hey. Because this story is for you. If you've don't, if you never met Isaac, Isaac puts this show together every day. And make sure Kyle and I, you can see us and hear us. And we put this story in just for him. Because you can see on his shirt, he's got his own YouTube channel about Lego. Um, he's got Lego all over his desk. So Lego has gone EV finally, Isaac. You're keeping up now with their electric sports car set. Um, so now it's official. There's a picture of it. I walked in and Isaac had Lego on his screen. I was like, this one's just for you, baby. Isaac, <laughs> Isaac, what is your take on the Lego EV set? Are you going to buy this thing? Oh, no, not at all. Uh, yeah. I mean, right. it, it's, a, it's a $10 sports car. I mean, there's <laughs> much bigger ones that are cooler out there. Uh, <laughs> but I will say it is very interesting that they went EV with this because it's like, you know, a lot of every car set they've done in the past has been like this gas powered, like, sportsy car. So the I was thinking about when I saw this was it's like, is Lego trying to be like, hey, the world is moving EV? When kids grow up, they're gonna be like, Oh, I play with the EV car when I was younger. Maybe I'll want that when I grow up. So I don't know. That was hey, the thought that, I had I tell I,
1: you what, you just you just made the absolute reason why <laughs> EV automakers should be investing in Lego co brands because if you want it's influencing kid-
0: your purchase decision
1: unbelievable what 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 a genius isaac, way yeah, it is bring that back that one's it on for in. free isaac
0: is does, does lego have anything where there's like an electric solar panel that actually works like that powers a battery or a motor I mean, like an actual electric and a solar. real solar like no, you put it in the sunlight no. and it turns a little no, actuator okay. Lego. That, that one one's for free too. <laughs> <laughs> they have they have electric vehicles you can build like RC cars and stuff, but no, they've never made an electric solar oh Yeah, they've been they've been electric. They don't even have a gas powered thing. They've been electric forever. Isaac, what's your what's your YouTube channel where you talk about Lego? Uh, bricking up Brad. Bricking find up Brad breaking up Brad. All right, thanks for dropping in there. Sorry to surprise you there, but I'm pretty sure you're okay with it. Uh well, that's all we have today. Yo, know, we got a lot of things to do, but the main thing is stay in touch with the people in your stores, in your showrooms, on your website. Every story ties back to that cuz everything ties back to automotive.